Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, the show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. Today, I have the pleasure with speaking with a man on a mission, whether it's traveling the world, spreading his message of consciousness, health, and well-being, or it's him getting into the ring to battle a worthy opponent in mixed martial arts. Listeners, be careful, because this man is coming in hot. Let's give it up for Eli, the cricket lord Halperin. Eli, welcome to the show. That was an amazing intro. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was uh, give me a little too much credit, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, man, pleasure's on this side completely. So, Eli is the owner of Golden Cricket Protein Bars. You can find it online at goldencricket.com. And you can also find him on Instagram at Cricket Lord MMA. So I always like to start the show with this very important question, Eli. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. How you doing, man? <laughs> uh, man, I'm pretty good. Life is amazing. I'm surrounded by beautiful, amazing, talented people that support me. I have a, a viable up-and-coming emerging business. Um, I'm tall. <laughs> That's always a good thing. I, uh, yeah, I have, I have complaints, but they're not that big of deals. Like all in all, I'm doing pretty well. That's right. I tell people if I can complain about my day today, I could probably complain about everything. And that just does not work out. I'll tell you what though, this is the earliest I've woken up in a, in a while. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> we, we scheduled this. You only had nine and 10 AM available. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll guess I'll go with 10. I'm I usually when I was a kid, I was like, my definition of success is having a full fridge and never waking up to an alarm clock. So I got both of those now, so I'm doing great. And uh I woke up to I actually woke up before the alarm today, so I'm doing all right. But uh it takes me when I wake up first thing in the morning, it, it takes like a a time frame to reload. Like uh, I have to remember like who I am and recalculate like all like I'm about six, three, two Oh five. And when I wake up, I'm about five pounds tall in my head. And I just kind of grow from a fetus <laughs> into a full grown man every morning. As I remember my entire set last several decades of life. Oh, that's awesome, man. Exact. I just turned 30. That's awesome. So, so every day is a rebirth for you. It sounds like. Pretty much. And, you know, I, I do so much stuff between, uh, I just, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to be. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I, I did quite a bit of research on you for this show and there was quite a bit that you have on Instagram and your website and everything. It sounds like you travel a lot. You do a lot of things. You have a lot of different interests. You're essentially just living life fully. It feels like, is that, is that kind of how you feel? right now with everything going on? Yeah. Yeah. So like as a kid, I grew up getting in a lot of trouble for being uh, defiant or, or not following the rules or whatever. And it's because when I was a kid, you know, the adults were always telling me what to do and how to act. And at a very young age, I f could realize that these adults didn't really know what they were talking about. And were not necessarily smarter than me. They were just larger and had more money. 
And so I was like, okay, I don't want to be a teacher when I grow up. Uh, I don't, uh, my, my mom was a dental hygienist and my dad was a fundraiser. And I was like, I don't want to be those when I grow up. So I knew I, I wanted to be an entertainer of some sorts or I don't know. I had, a, I had a lot of ideas. Um, clearly cause I, I do a lot of things now. So I just, I, I just realized that I, I'm not going to listen to all these people cause they don't know what I want. I know what I want. And I went through, you know, most of my childhood was the world trying to hold me back from doing what I wanted to do. And then once I was 18, I, I moved out of my house and started going to college in Santa Barbara. And from, from 19 on, I've supported myself entirely. And, um, I just felt like I knew how to live life and everyone else was wrong. And it turned out I was right because I own a home now and my car's paid off and I've been to 25 countries and I, 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 I do a lot of cool stuff. I, I do martial arts. Uh, I have a, I've had two Muay Thai fights and a few, uh, a handful of jujitsu matches. I've never had an MMA fight yet. Um, I've done stand up comedy for years. I've I have a music studio in my house. I've I, I play drums, guitar, bass. I have a I, I just I have a, a rap album, two rap albums out on Spotify with over a million plays under the alias Brody Lowballer. Um, I'm basically, I just see my chance here on earth as uh, an opportunity for my soul to experience this dimension through this avatar. And I say this avatar because I don't really feel like this is who I am. It's just the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say flesh prison. <laughs> I'm going to say flesh prison. I can't think of anything else. The flesh prison, which I navigate this dimension through that, um, that, that allows me to experience this planet. I love that, man. I, I honestly believe that we can't experience anything in life unless we think about it first. We imagine it first. We create it first in our minds and in our heads. And it sounds like everything you've thought that you've wanted to do with your life in your life. You've imagined it, but you've also created it as well. You, you definitely are a creator and it's incredible. You said you're 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible that at that age you're doing the things that you're doing. And I know there was just a whole list that got put out, but these aren't any small things. A lot of people would say, man, I want to come out with an album and they will spend years and years and years trying it, failing, putting something together and then not. And what do you think is the difference between somebody like yourself who's just taking action, just doing it? You almost seem fearless in a lot of ways. What's the difference between what you've been able to do in such a relatively short amount of time compared to other people who seem to not 
be able to do even one of the things that you've already done that's been on your life list? Well, number one, I started early. I realized at an early age that we were trapped in a system based on lies and control and that the the motive for the system was oppression and control and monetizing us and essentially turning us into slaves. And I realized I didn't want to be at the bottom of that. And I also realized that everything we're taught is a lie and, and, and everything is just, everything we're taught is just for the most part, just made up. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that are based on things that could be factual data, but in terms of morality or, um, like the economy and stuff, like realistically money shouldn't exist. I mean, it's a, it's a weird game that we all just agree to play. Uh, as much as I would like to say, I don't want to play the game though. I'm going to, because I, the, the alternative is to go out and live in the woods and just build everything myself. And, uh, frankly, I think it's easier for me to make money, to pay people to fix things than to fix things myself. I'm not, I, I also realized that as a young age too, that, uh, I was either going to have to work very hard and do everything myself forever, or I was going to have to work hard enough to hire people to do the things that I wasn't good enough to do. So like my first business venture, my first legitimate business venture was setting up an eBay store when I was 12 years old. As soon as I found out eBay existed, as soon as our family computer got turned on the AOL, Windows 95 fired up, the dial tone sounding like EDM dance music intros starts firing up and uh, I uh, enter the World Wide Web and do some perusing and this was probably before I Googled the word boobs too, so that's probably why I was so productive at the time. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, I would just sell stuff. I would sell anything on eBay. And then, and uh, yeah, that, that was my, I, I think I had it connected to a PayPal account that you didn't need a bank account for back then or something. I don't remember how I did it, honestly. But that, that was, so I've been doing e-commerce my whole life pretty much. Yeah. Well, and it's so powerful because you're right. I think our parents... And for generations, people have kind of been put in a system. A lot of people in, in like Robert Kiyosaki call it the rat race, but it's called the rat race for a reason. And whether a lot of people realize it or not, we play these roles in our lives. And a lot of times those roles, we did not pick for ourselves. Somebody else, whether it's the government or society or their community tells them you need to fit in this role, because if you don't fit in this role, you're going to stick out and we don't like that. Not because they don't like you personally, but because it's uncomfortable, it's different. And then they see somebody kind of blazing their own path. Like you seem like a, like a trailblazer to me. And for whatever reason, whatever happened in your life from an early age, 
you were just saying, this doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't feel right to me. And I just want to do things on my own terms. I might fail, but screw it. At least I did it myself. At least I took that jump. I took that initiative. I did it. And I'm holding myself accountable no matter what. And I don't know, were were your parents really supportive with things like that? Because you said you were out at 18 on your own at 19. Like how was was there, um, you said you were a little defiant, kind of like a, a punk rocker, like growing up. I was a punk rocker, but I get those kind of vibes. I was a bad kid growing up. I didn't like get into trouble and do crazy stuff. Um, I was just, I was just like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'll, I'll crack in jokes, whatever. But um, you, you mentioned failure and I really want to talk about failure for a second. Yeah. So first of all, failure sucks. It does. And I don't think failure is necessary for growth, by the way. I think it is possible to succeed without ever fucking up. I think that's possible. I think it happens. Uh, it's not likely though, but I think saying failure is necessary for success is a bit of a misnomer. It's more like you're going to fail to succeed. Not that you need to, but like it's going to happen. That's that's like saying you have to get your heart broken to get married. I mean, you don't, but if you do, it'll lead you closer I mean, it's part of the process of finding someone or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I agree. With that. Is, the definition of failure is not accomplishing a task that you intended on doing. Therefore, if I go to the grocery store for eggs, I get a little distracted because Trader Joe's has the seasonal cookies out. I forget the eggs. Technically, that's a failure. Like, I, I failed to complete the task. Now, a lot of people say, don't use the word failure, which I used to always say, why, why not use the word failure? Why not just say failure is not that big of a deal? Now, my opinion is a little different. I, I think certain words do hold weight and you should avoid certain words <clears throat> just because, you know, just, failure does sound kind of bad. But <clears throat> I don't think you should take failure too seriously. And I think you should just realize that if you really calculate it out, you fail every day at something or another. And you just got to keep pushing on. Because to me, for example, if I lose a fight, that's a failure. But if I, I would rather risk the failure than not train at all which would be a bigger failure to me because if I didn't train at all, I would be much physically weaker and less prepared to defend myself, which would leave me susceptible to more real life issues potentially. And yeah, as far as failure being a negative word, I do, I do think uh, a positive mindset is all about at base level. I think anyone who's starting out on a self, uh, a self-improving journey should start out with their word choice and controlling what they say. Cause a lot of the, there's a lot of advice out there for bettering yourself. And a lot of it is kind of you decide for yourself what to do. And it, and it, it leaves a lot of open-ended questions and maybe 
some people who are less intelligent aren't able to figure that kind of stuff out. But I'll, I'll spell it out for you right now. Word choice is the most important way that you can shape your reality. Because if you can control your speech, that impacts how you think. And if you can change how you think, that, you know, changes your entire reality. I mean, I've heard that they call it spelling because words are like spells and words are magical. I mean, abracadabra is the word where you wave the wand and say the magic thing happens. I don't know, you pull right out of a hat. Abracadabra originally means I create as I speak. And if you think about it, that's why lying is so powerful because they're manipulating reality. Like you see the the biggest liars in the world are also the most powerful. And that's not by coincidence. But you you pay a price for that. And you create a distorted reality, which is why we live in such a tumultuous time in history where, you know, growing up, I always said, the world's not getting crazier. It's always been crazy. We're just realizing that it's crazy because of the internet. Now I'm starting to realize, I think it's getting crazier, man. I think things are getting worse. But yeah, your, your word choice is so important because I don't know, something as simple as I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to approach the like lowest common denominator here. Like if you are feeling suicidal and you're sitting there thinking, or you're sitting there saying, I want to kill myself, literally just switch that to, I want to go to heaven. <laughs> right. Like that has a better ring to it. It's, it, it, I don't know why, but I think we can all agree certain words have positive and negative. I don't necessarily think good and evil are inherent in existence. I think they are human constructs because you could start out and say, well, murder is evil. And then most people would agree with that. But then you can say, well, what if it's self-defense? What if you're murdering someone who just murdered your kid? That's not evil. That's justice. So you can kind of boil a lot of things down into and, – and you can really split hairs with good and evil. But I've always been interested in science, like since I was a kid. Uh, another thing I wanted to be, I wanted to be an entertainer and a scientist. I went to school for chemistry. I like understanding how the universe works, how matter works, how energy works. And in science, there's no good and evil, but there is a positive and negative, you know, in, yeah. in uh, electromagnetic forces, which uh, electromagnetic force is the strongest force in existence. And it's kind of the, I mean, it is the glue that holds everything together. And somehow words are positive and negative. I don't know how, but I think we can all agree. We can feel it. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, our thoughts and our words all obviously lead to our deeds. And it feels like no matter, like you said, what you're telling yourself in your head, what you're saying out loud, that ultimately is going to become your reality. I, I believe the author's James Allen had a book as a man thinketh and whatever we think we become ultimately. And so I, I think it's so important for people to be aware of what they're thinking, what they're saying to themselves to the, to other people. And yeah, you, you could talk to a lot of the self-help people and they talk about law of attraction and positivity and things like that, but it's so powerful because yeah, the, the thing you said earlier about spelling being spells that you're casting, I, I believe in that a hundred percent, like I'm with you there because if someone's constantly down on themselves or they're saying, yeah, stuff like I want to kill myself, things like that, 
it's very disempowering and it's going to lead them down a path ultimately of destruction or of hatred, things like that. Whereas if you change the question or change the words, you can, you can completely change your life. Um, and it, it's just crazy because our thoughts could be deliberate, but sometimes they're, they're unconscious as well. Um, and so thoughts are one of those things where we can be deliberate and train ourselves and turn our, our lives around. But there's also a subconscious level too, that needs to get tapped into and things that you do on a daily basis, whether it's training, um, it's, uh, living the life that you want to live, empowering yourself, all those things change us chemically as well. There's neuromodulators like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, um, these good neuromodulators that are chemicals that are released in our body. So when you work out, you probably feel pretty amazing afterwards, like patting yourself on the back. Like when you have a good, hard day of working out, you're like, man, I gave it all I had. I left it all on the mat, so to speak. Like there's reinforcements that your body is doing. And, but it could, it could go in a positive direction like that, or it can go into a negative direction as well. So it's, it's what we do. And I know I'm getting into action and all that, but it, it just stems from, it's just an extension from what you were talking about with words and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exercise is super important as well. Uh, I, I trained probably three hours yesterday. I trained martial arts at least an hour every day. Uh, ideally I, I try to get around the two hour mark and I'm not genetically gifted by any means. When I was a kid, actually, I was really into art and music. That was my main thing. I was, I was always drawing and, um, trying to learn new instruments and uh, I was very unskilled at sports and not athletic at all. And I actually had a, a bit of resentment towards athletes, which kind of inspired me to start martial arts because I was like, well, if I can beat up athletes, then it doesn't matter I'm bad at sports. Sure, you can throw a ball, but I can kick your ass. I win. <laughs> right, right. Man, exercising is everything to me. Exercising is the most important thing to me in my life. Like. Before I exercise, I put work, I put exercise before work, before money, because, you know, butt naked with my accounts frozen or emptied out and my properties burnt down, I'm still a healthy, attractive male with, with capabilities and skills. So even if you take all my money, I can, I still have the ability. I, I'm still myself and I can still rebuild it. Yeah. But if you take my health, my money doesn't really matter. I agree with you hundred percent. I have these eight categories of my life and I, I won't get into the eight categories, but one of them is health and fitness. And I put that as the base. So every time I get up in the morning, I'm an early riser. So I'm, I'm one of those crazy people that's up like at five 30 every morning. But the first thing I do in as part of my morning routines is, is I work out. And if I don't work out, I just feel off for the whole day. And all I want to do is get into the gym or go run outside or do something to move my body. Uh, not because it, just because it, it feels good. Um, well, kind of sucks sometimes during the process, but I've rewired myself on purpose to have this part of my life. Because like you said, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You could have all the money in the world. You could be a billionaire. And if you can't get out of bed, 
because of health issues, then what's the point of it anyways? If you, if you're, you, if you're a father and you have kids, like what's the point of having a family if you can't play with your kids, right? Like health and fitness are so important. And yeah, I I just, uh, appreciate you hitting on that because yeah, uh, if we don't have health, what, what do we have in our lives? Because everything stems off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Something, another thing that I, I think a lot for my success is quitting alcohol, alcohol. I, I was, I was an alcoholic for like seven years, not in like a, I need help alcoholic. I was just having a lot of fun. It was great. I don't regret any of it, but uh, it got to a point where it was, it was doing a number on my body. And after I quit drinking, it took me about three months to learn how to socialize again. And, um, like staying out and hanging out till like one or 2 AM with all my friends while they're all, you know, using substances and I'm the sober one is, is hard and boring and gets self-conscious. And so it was a learning experience, but after I I got through that bottleneck and just kind of emerged on the other side, like, okay, I had one good night sober. And then I realized it was possible. And then from there, it's just been a lot easier. And now I, I never wake up hungover. I don't have hangovers. And that's huge. Um, every morning I wake up just just ready, ready to go. Um, well, I mean, you know, after the rebooting stage. I, yeah. I, <laughs> after I, the rebooting. My stuff done. I usually <laughs> wake up and then go fight people immediately. So after, after that, then I'm like, okay, I'm, I know who I am. I just fought a bunch of men. I'm uh, aware of every every inch of my limbs. I, I heard this uh, this rapper, Young Gravy, who's like six eight, talking about how he, he was like, "Oh, I was doing DMT the other day, and I realized that my body's only aware of like six five of me, but I'm six eight, and there's like two inches unaccounted for." I thought that was funny. <laughs> Anyways, you said something else that I wanted to touch on. What was the beginning of your thing? Oh shoot, man, my memory, my short term memory is not not the best. Um, talking about just health and fitness getting up in the morning. I remember. So, um, you mentioned you had three categories. Um, I do as well. I have several versions. One version I'd like to share is I have, I have three pillars for a fulfilling life. One is, uh, find something that keeps you physically active. Find something that keeps you creative Find something that makes you extra money with an overarching theme of community. If you can find one or more of those things that have a group of people that you can be part of. And um, I'm lucky enough to have at least three of those all with their own communities. So I think that's a good recipe for uh, a good formula for a fulfilling life. No, that's super powerful. And yeah, the show that I just did before you came on, we talked about that as well. Uh, not like that, but the importance of the people you surround yourself with. And so whether you did it intentionally or not, you're able to be healthy, live a creative life and surround yourself with like-minded people, people that are going to inspire you and push you and make you be a better version of yourself. And once again, you, I I just love everything you're saying, because it goes back to this one thing. I, 
in the book I wrote, it's called Superhero by Design. So I believe everybody is created with these incredible abilities, but not everybody hones these skills or crafts these skills that we're all innately born with. I get into a lot about the nervous system and how it all stems from that. But what I love about you is you have designed your life the way you want to design it. You said, all I want in life is, is a fully stocked fridge and the ability to wake up whenever, whenever, no alarm clock. And you've designed that. Obviously, you've got stuff in the fridge. You don't have to wake up unless you got someone like me bugging you saying, hey, come on, 10 o'clock, let's get going. But everything else in your life, you have designed yourself for the life you want to live. And that's like the basis of, of everything that I try to preach is like nothing happens by accident. You have to be purposeful with what you want to do, what you want to create and go out there and get it. And it's just absolutely incredible to, to talk to you because you have done at such an early age too, have done exactly that created whatever life you want. And the beauty of all that is if you wanted to do something different, what would you do? Let's say instead of fighting or traveling, you wanted to, I, I don't know, something off the wall. You wanted to be, um, <laughs> I already do everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm trying. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm trying. Let's say you wanted to be like a, a crosswalk attendant for the local elementary school, right? You want to be wearing that vest, holding that stop sign, stopping traffic so kids can walk across the street. What would you do if you woke up this morning and said, man, I want to be a crosswalk attendant person. Uh, I'd be like, that's creepy. I should probably commit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's an adult school for young adults instead of uh, children. Oh, well, then I'd be the best young adult crosswalk guy ever. Exactly. Exactly. But the, the, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to be, yeah, a little humorous with it. But like, I love how whatever you want to do with your life, you're doing it. You've created your life to go around yeah, what it is. Yeah, you want another to thing about failure is it, it, it is, it's scary to risk failure, but for me, it's much scarier to not take a risk at all, to just, to just sit and let life happen to me or like trust the universe. Like, I am the universe. I need to make things happen. Nothing's going to, I was saying this the other night, how like good things don't really happen to me, but all of the good things in my life are because I have made them happen. If that makes sense. No, I love that. And like it internally, I feel like I'm a very normal person. Like I have the same desires as everyone else. I just want support and love from friends in relationships and to be physically fit and attractive and financially stable and creative. And I think those are very normal things. I think everyone wants what I want. I think the difference is I was just weird and crazy enough, negative words <laughs> to, uh, 
to just go and try to make it happen. Like when I started doing stand-up comedy, I, I remember saying how I'm not even the funniest out of my friends. I'm just the one who writes it down and and speaks it out. And like, I, I, honestly, I think if if most of my friends really tried to do what I do, they could do a better job than me. I don't think I have an insane amount of raw talent. I think I, I do have a creativity that a lot of people don't have. And I'm, I, well, no, I, I think I'm more intelligent than a lot of people based on people telling me that they think I'm smart. I don't really think I'm that smart. <laughs> I think I'm quite a moron, to be honest. But um, a lot of people tell me that I'm pretty intelligent. And honestly, my reaction to that is, well, they must not be that smart then. <laughs> but that's scary, though, because, you know, people telling someone like me is a genius, like, how smart is Elon Musk, really? Right. <laughs> or like the people running the world. They're, they're not, is basically what I'm trying to say. There's, there's not... Uh, what? I don't know, man. There's there's so much crazy shit going on in the world right now that I don't even know where to take this conversation. There's there's well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are afraid to take risks that are just answering to the person above them, and I think it's important that people like me break away from that so we can speak freely and. Because if you, we're, we're all in this like giant pyramid scheme. Even like consciousness is a pyramid scheme. Like, hey, you find another woman, and then you bring another person into this world, and then they find someone else, and they like exist. It just trickles down like a pyramid. So you have to keep feeding this upward. Uh, I don't know. You have, you have to like keep paying upward to like maintain the the structure and the, the powers at the top that feed off of the bottom. And I think it's, I think it's necessary to have people like that that are interested in being uh, workers for other people. Cause not everyone can be a leader and a creator. I don't think. Um, and I, I used to have a joke about, how I, I think we, we need more bag boys and gardeners, not more CEOs. Like when's the last time uh, the president of a company ever helped you out to your car? You know, it's, uh, I mean, the world is, is really run by lower paid workers, like manufacturers and customer service and yeah. other people that you don't want to be on the phone with. But, but you need, you need a, I mean, just like having a, a human body that was comprised of only brains, like you need all of the other organs to work synergistically with each other. Yeah. Are you, I'm not, I'm not, uh, disparaging one way of living versus another. I'm just speaking from my personal experience and the life I want to live for myself, which I don't recommend for everyone and I don't think anyone should recommend a specific lifestyle for everyone because as, as we are pretty much all the same, but 
we're also very different. And those slight differences are enough to ripple out and make us quite uh, unique for the time being on earth. Yeah. Did, do you follow Jordan Peterson at all? Do you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. I used to be really into Jordan Peterson yeah. and uh, then I realized he was just kind of articulating very obvious things and I was just like borderline autistic and I, <laughs> I should have known that stuff. Cause I have a friend who is more uh, emotionally intelligent than me. There, there's times where I am like, socially inept and stuff and i just don't really realize why people do things and i have a friend who's very aware of that type of stuff and we, we kind of joke about it back and forth a lot and he always hated jordan peterson and i i never understood why and then i realized he's like oh yeah he, he knows all this stuff yeah yeah exactly I, i'm i'm a jordan peterson fan he can wax int- intellectual about things, but it boils down to like very simple things. Like you were saying, um, just you talking about the people, you know, people bagging your groceries, things like that. That reminded me of something that he had talked about, about how society needs certain people to just make it function and run. It's, it's vital. The people that you don't even see day in and day out, or that you don't even pay attention to that helps keep every or, this order going and things running but uh, no, or maybe it's possible that if we got like nuked or EMP'd, we could just start from scratch and just all do art and make music and just eat the fruit off the trees. Maybe that's possible, but it would co- it would require a nuclear holocaust to get to that point. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I see a lot of the like political arguments and stuff that are are trying to dismantle the system in that, or or that's, that's what they're preaching. But it's just like, I don't know if it's possible, but also at this point, man, everything's, everything's going wild. I mean, you're seeing like all of these high level politicians, uh, getting either busted for sex trafficking or, or like, I don't know, Nancy Pelosi had that, that weird thing with the husband getting bashed with a hammer. And then it turns out he invited the guy in and he was doing some gay thing and people are resigning as world powers. So there's things are changing. I don't, I'm not sure where they're going. Um, it, if the people in power are really as adept as some of us fear, that all the change is going to be for the worse. So I'm going to bet on the side of stupidity and hoping that everyone's just doing what they're told and making a bunch of mistakes and it's going to work out better for the people. But only time will tell. I mean, I think they've been predicting the apocalypse since, uh, since the Sumerian era. Like they had tablets thousands of years ago saying that children won't obey their parents anymore and all everyone wants to write a book and society is collapsing. So maybe humanity is just, we've just in the, been in the midst of uh, several thousand years, just apocalypse <laughs> and just humanity is just doomed from the start. But then again, it's all, you can shape your reality by use your word choice and you can choose to believe that everything is for the best. And 
you can choose to believe positivity or you can choose to believe negativity and you can find ample amounts of evidence for both. Right. Uh, it, it is easier to find evidence for negativity though. Cause I mean, realistically life is pretty depressing. Like just on a realistic level, you have to be a little bit delusional to be optimistic, but <laughs> there's, let me, let me try to spin this with positive words. All right, let's do it. You have to be creative to be happy. You have to see things and, and choose to interpret it in a good way. Because realistically, if, if nobody cares about you and nobody helps you and you're born, baseline reality is, is you just cry and then starve to death. Yeah. And then that's it. So everything plus that is a bonus. Like you need... You need to be raised by parents or one parent. I mean, you, you need someone to feed you. Well, humans, humans are to how to operate in this world. You can't just have throw a baby in the wild and expect it to live. Now, humans are one of the we're the only species on Earth that have to be taken care of for the longest amount of time. Most animals leave them upon birth or nurse them for about a year. Humans have to be taken care of for years. We're, we're the longest species on this planet that has to be taken care of, which goes, we can go into the whole subject of community and, and how important that is, how social of creatures we are. But I think something you touched on just then about creating your own reality, you can create it any way you want. And yeah, you could, you could look at it one of two ways. Life is tough. Life is hard. We got to grind day in and day out and it's not going to be easy, but you could see it. And there's, that's the reality. You can't create something, just expect something to create out of nothing, but you could look at it one of two ways. Is it a burden or is it a gift? And I think as humans, we are born to create, we are born to progress and grow. Look at all the things that have been created in such a short amount of time through the human race. And so, yeah, I think once again, boiling, boiling it down to your thoughts and your words and then the deeds that you show it, because when you and I pass on and to whatever happens after this life, the only thing that's left, our bodies decompose. That's going to be gone. That's going to turn into dust. Eventually that's going to break down. The only thing that's left that ever had evidence that we've ever existed was what we created while we were alive. So if you wrote music or if you painted something or if you built something, that's the only evidence that you were ever around. Everything else is gone. And so um, once again, we talk thoughts and words, but it's, it's really the deeds that change life, that change other people's experience of what, what we're all going through right now. Yeah, I mean, you could also argue that's why procreation is important because you could carry on your bloodline. Yeah. But then again, you could get reincarnated as someone in a different race. I mean, I believe. I, I'm, I'm, I've heard countless stories of like children remembering past lives and then them doing some research and actually finding the family of the person who died. So I'm like, I'm like positive reincarnations. Yeah. Really. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Which gives me a weird... My uh, 
my philosophy on life can freak people out because I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, do what I want. And then if I die, that's cool. And I'll come back later. And people are like, what? You you don't care about dying? And I'm like, not really. It happens like, to everyone. Yeah. It's, it's the only guarantee. I, I think our, I think our, our viewpoint on death as a culture has also been manipulated because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that death is so horrible and painful yet it's guaranteed to everyone. Like you're just supposed to be severely depressed every time someone dies. That's, it's a bad deal. I mean, I am, but it just, it feels like it doesn't make sense. I, I feel like, there was a time where people had a different interpretation of death to where it wasn't as uh, tragic and more beautiful. And I think, I think a lot of people still think like this. There's, there's different communities within the world that definitely think like that. And I will not name it specifically cause I don't know the specific name, but there is a community in India that they have this this flame that's been going strong. The flame has been lit for thousands of years, and it's next to the river. Um, and essentially, when a family member passes, it's this huge celebration, and they go and they burn the body with this flame. And the stories I've heard of people visiting this place are absolutely incredible. Like you have this ch- this grandson with his grandfather's like forearm lifting it in the air smiling and then throwing it into the fire and everybody celebrating because the way that they view death is that it's uh, it's a progression it's a step into an afterlife where things are better things are happier and and so they look upon death completely differently how we do in western modern western culture yeah the Mayans used to volunteer to get sacrificed it was like an honor to be sacrificed that's crazy. Yeah. You, yeah, you won't see that today, at least not here in America. Oh yeah, you will. <laughs> if you go to the top, Yeah, <laughs> they're all sacrificing babies at the top. Hey, I want to, I want to jump into something because you are the owner of golden cricket protein bars. And one of your nicknames is cricket Lord. So can you tell us a little bit about that business, how it came about, what you're doing now? Like why, you know, I'm sure you get this question all the time. Why crickets as a protein source as opposed to other things? But however you want to jump into it, tell us about your business and and what you're doing with it and where you want to go with it. Well, I was doing stand-up comedy for a long time and um, there's so many crickets at my shows. So I was like, I'm going to kill you all and eat you. And... Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I do great on stage. It's uh, not, not no crickets, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I had a scorpion when I was 22, and it was delicious. And I was like, "We should all be eating insects." I did some research, and uh, it turns out crickets are 65% protein by weight. They contain all nine essential amino acids. They use 2,000 times less water to produce than whey protein. They only live six weeks, so the farming speed is faster than anything else. They're high in calcium, magnesium, zinc, iron, potassium, 
Um, they are a natural prebiotic. They're easier to digest than milk or meat. They're natural. Yeah. Um, high in omega-3, omega-6, vitamin B12. And they're just crickets. So it's it's not that bad if you kill them. <laughs> I don't think anyone's, yeah. Pete is going to be coming around, banging on your door for uh, sacrificing crickets to help people. <laughs> so how long has this business been around? Cause obviously it sounds like you've done a lot of research. You know, a lot about it. It sounds like a, a pretty superior product to a lot of the, uh, the protein sort supplements that are out there today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I always, I've always wanted to start a, a large international business. Um, the uh, eBay and Amazon stuff I was doing before was domestic and also not that interesting. I was wholesaling stuff like kitchen scales and toilet plungers and fidget spinners. And I, I had no employees, which was nice. Um, I just, I did everything myself and I didn't really have to deal with anyone other than sending emails and it was pretty streamlined. But I came up with the idea, I guess it was about two years ago where I came up with the idea for uh, an insect protein bar. And then it turned out cricket farms were already a thing. So the initial idea was insect protein bar, not cricket. Crickets just happened to be uh, one of the two things available other than mealworms, which mealworms are like half as much protein. And also worms is... Yeah, I mean, crickets is a hard sell as it is, but worms are a little bit worse somehow. <laughs> but uh, we we didn't get product until eight or nine months ago. And then the last nine months, sold about 4,500 bars. Um, only 4,500 because I, I sold out like two months ago. I just got another 10,000 the other day. So we were out of stock for a while. We were sold out and raised about 150 grand in funding. And the the next step is going to be a horchata cricket protein powder for smoothies, which we're still formulating. But um, I realized I had such a, a good network out here and so many people that support me that, uh, you know, I have comedians, musicians, martial artists. And all of them are genuinely going to be some of the best in the world, if not already. So I was like, you know, I could just use my friends to market my company. Then I can pay them. Then I grow the business. Then I can help my community more. So, I mean, I already, I already have a house. My car's paid off. Um, I've traveled the world. I don't really need any more money for myself. Uh, I just, I want, I want all my friends to have money so we can all be rich together. So that's, that's like my, my main motivator for this company. And, you know, with a, with a food product that anyone can eat, uh, except for those allergic to shellfish, they're both anthropods. I'm able to insert, my company potentially into any global market in the world. 
uh, America is the hardest market for it. So I, the future of the company might be expanding into other countries. It, maybe it never even catch on, catches on in America. That's possible. I mean, anything could happen. I, honestly, that's probably not going to happen. I've had overwhelmingly positive reviews from anyone who's willing to talk to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that um, there's some people that I can tell that they're not a fan of the business idea. But no one's ever really said anything negative to me. Um, it's usually when we're doing like table setups where we just like, hey, you want to try the most sustainable cricket pro- sustainable protein bar in the world? And people just give me a look and then just keep walking. But um, I mean, if you just keep walking and it doesn't really matter. I mean, if I was, if someone tried to sell me women's panties, I wouldn't buy them. It's, I'm not in the market for them. But half the world is, you know? So, I mean, the, I, I just really believe in the product. It, and the science is behind it. Um, there's, there's not a huge insect agenda. Like, you're not, you're not seeing... McDonald's make cricket bars and stuff. And so there's no political agenda for these studies to be faked. Unlike the studies that have been done on milk, which I mean, it's come out that, that uh, they were paid off to give us misleading information to increase sales. So, I mean, cricket protein is superior to every other protein source in every way. So everything about this business just makes sense to me. And I, uh, I think it's important to, to work for myself and be in control of my income. And the marketing aspect of it is a lot of fun. I get to make fun, funny videos with my friends, and that's a lot of fun. And I get to pay him for it. Uh, which you can find on uh, Instagram or at Golden Cricket Inc. We're also on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, everything. We're all over the place. That's awesome. Well, I, I love the marketing. I saw some of the videos uh, that you've put together. They're really funny. They're really clever and original. And that's kind of an extension of, of who you are. You are an original person. You are creative. You're funny. You say what you mean and you, you do what you say. And whether people agree with that or not, uh, I have the utmost respect for you and how you're living your life because you have completely turned what most people would co- consider a normal life upside down, inside out, however you want to want to phrase it, but I have the utmost respect for what you do and how you live your life. And it sounds like you just want to enjoy this, this, uh, gift we've been given this ride, this journey in life, and you're you're living it to the fullest. So I, I, I commend you for, for what you do and, and how you go, go about living your life. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that a lot. It, um, it's not as cool as it looks. I mean, it's still pretty cool, but it's not as cool as it looks. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of internal battles. And 
a lot of uh, fighting negativity and a lot of work. I mean, a lot of people see me and they're like, oh, this guy was just a, a, a jock in high school and was popular and never had any hardships, which is, is just, it's, it's not true. I mean, I had to, I had to create myself. I was, every man is born, a, a just a ball of weakness and it, it's up to you to, to build yourself into whatever you want to become That's physically, right. mentally. I mean, if you're short, that kind of sucks, but yeah, I, hey. you know, I, I learned something interesting in, um, in Europe. If you're five eleven, that's just as good as six foot. Cause they don't go, they go by the metric system. Oh, there you go. There you go. Shit. I'm five ten. I, I don't make that mark. It's <laughs> close enough. You know, uh, Lionel Messi with, world cup going on in Argentina in the finals. He grew, he's short to begin with, but he was even shorter when he was born. And he apparently had this crazy surgery where they essentially dislocated his kneecaps and stretched out his legs to make him taller. I don't remember the exact uh, details of it, but he was already a phenomenal soccer player at such an early age, but they wanted to give him more height. So they literally gave him at least a little bit more height, even though I know it's, it's, It's uh, against the norm. Like, yeah, if you're born short, you're kind of, well, I guess you get the short end of the stick, all pun intended. But um, I think you're absolutely right. But look at Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a short guy and everyone, shoot, loved Tom Cruise when he was, well, people still do. Top Gun 2 is such a popular movie. So um, he's made it work with the uh, with the short jeans. Pun intended there yeah. too. Well, yeah, because he just, <laughs> They just put him on camera and they can make him seem like he's taller. That's true. That's another thing about life that I've realized is you can, you can be anything you want. It's kind of like living life is kind of like making a deal with the devil where you're like, I want to be a comedian. And then next thing you know, you're killing crickets for being in the audience. You know what I mean? Is there's like a be careful what you wish for type of thing to life. To where there's like an ironic, like ingrained sense of humor in the coding of existence. <clears throat> to like, well, I'm I'm still blown away by the the knee extension thing. <laughs> what was what was the last thing you said? Uh, shoot! Once again, once again, my. Uh... short short term memory yeah no even short people can can create the lives that they want i don't remember what i was getting (laughs) at man oh it's all good it is i'm all all over the place right now (laughs) i i came on here to talk just talk about my business but we're we're talking about all aspects of life and just everything's coming out oh it's awesome it's it it's pouring out of you and i i love that because there's there's a lot a lot going on I wish we had more time, but for the people listening, Eli is the owner of Golden Cricket Protein Bars. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out, goldencricket.com, Instagram, Cricket Lord MMA. There's so much more stuff that I wish we had time to jump on as far as like your traveling and things like that. It seems like every 
picture you have on Instagram is from a different part of the world, a different experience. And I'm all about experiences. And it sounds like you are just, once again, a lover of life, an experiencer of life, a journeyman, an adventurer. It's just absolutely incredible. I definitely want to touch base with you again and just see the evolution of the, uh, of the cricket Lord and, and where he's going with everything. It's just, yeah, I, I'm just blown away by, by your story and how you live your life and, and, and yeah, how you rebirth every day and just every day is a new opportunity to grow and get better and push yourself and just enjoy the ride. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I, I really do. I do what I do to inspire people because we're all the same. You're me. I'm you. And uh, I got to love myself. I got to love you. I got to love everyone. And I, I, I got to help my fellow man. And if I can just be something to look up to as a reminder that you can be a comedian, rapper, ninja, entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I'm not that special. But you just gotta, you just gotta put in the work. You just gotta make it happen. Exactly. You gotta believe it first. You gotta enjoy the process. Mind. You have to enjoy the process. Nothing about my life, accomplishing goals, does not bring me gratification. What brings me gratification is knowing that I'm working on my goals. So just have goals and keep setting them. That's my life goal: is to keep setting goals. Yeah. Not not what about the destination. Honestly, I don't really care. Yeah. Not about the destination. It's about the journey that you're taking to get there. Just enjoy the work until it doesn't feel like work and enjoy and just stay consistent. Keep doing it. That's right. Daily action every day. Start back up again. That's right. I was inconsistent with music. And then it got to the point where I'm so many years passed by that I would hop in and out that now I'm kind of good at music. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Hey, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. So enjoy Austin. Enjoy everything it is that you do. And I will I will be watching you for sure, man. So just freaking keep killing it like you've been doing. Cool, man. Thank you. What's uh, your Instagram? My Instagram is uh at Ace Haggerty. So yes. Um, but yeah, so for those of you listening, once again, Eli Halpern. The Cricket Lord, Instagram at Cricket Lord MMA, goldencricket.com for his Golden Cricket protein bars. And yeah, if anything, just follow this guy, be a part of his journey. He's doing some incredible things, doing some amazing things, and just wants to continue to grow and help other people. And that's really what it's all about. So thank you for listening. Shoot, I don't even know what to say. I'm, <laughs> I don't have the words anymore. So I'm just going to check out. Eli, it was a pleasure. Have a great day. And uh, with that said, ace out.